This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, welcome into the latest edition of the How To Podcast with Luke and Ben. I'm Luke Anderson, your host with the most... And with me, as always, uh, Ben Abbey, the uh, the owner of Box Painting uh, and a very uh, sharp-looking uh, elderly TikToker. <laughs> Hold on. Is that right? That, Did I do that right? That's a great one. Elderly TikTok. I love it. Okay. Elderly TikTok creator. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. We're gonna, I want that to be the opener at all times. From now on. Oh, yeah, is that you that, ringing? Okay. That was. As soon as we start to... recording, let's shut up no. all your other sound. That's unbelievable. That, But that just shows how old you are. So there you go. Uh, but so uh, what uh, I said that kind of in jest, but seriously, we, how old do you have to be before you're considered elderly in the TikTok world? Because I have a friend who tells me, he, he goes, he goes, I went on TikTok. I thought about doing this. This is our uh, social media director here at Odyssey Portland. Uh, so for six radio stations, uh, at one point he was running the social media for all of them. And so he goes, I looked at doing TikTok, but then I found it was just 16-year-old girls dancing, and I didn't want to have that on my phone because I thought I might get in trouble because a lot of them not wearing as many clothes as they probably should. So he got Absolutely. he got scared off. He's in his early 30s. Yeah. So at That's what point it. are you elderly in the TikTok world? Early 30s. Like, <laughs> quite li- like early 30s. And which means for me, approaching 40 in the year of 2022, I mean, we're talking – here's here's the thing i have a i have a uh, a very near and dear friend on tiktok her name's steph uh she is what i would call that generation before you and i she's about to be 30 this year right? <laughs> okay yeah yeah so she, that's a millennial like you and i are the early millennials right like i'm the i might be the first like if depending yeah. on what chart you look at it's like oh yeah and then on june 28th 1981 the millennials started and like that was me so she is what you would call like a true millennial right she and there are things that that and you and i even do this where whether it's references to movie lines songs that are of our generation that this other generation has no idea exists so in a live we quite literally came up with just a list of movies (laughs) that she needs that, that she must see that's dangerous that's a dangerous thing though because here's here's what i found is that so i i turned 40 last year my wife is 38 uh but i have older brothers and she has a younger brother and and a, a few friends that are a few years younger in that two years Give or take a five-year window, right? So, like, her younger brother is three years younger. Her next-door neighbor, still great friends with him, is is four years younger. So, like, the people that she's associated with lean younger. So, let's say there's a five-year window. My brother, oldest brother, is four years older than me. So, in it, just in that window, that's a decade, right, that we cover either end of. Sure. I told I gave her a list of movies that she needed to watch. And without the references to connect the dots within those movies, like watching Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, I assume, is in your wheelhouse, yes? I I, I like the start. I like where we're going. Tommy Boy is greatness in part because of the relationship you know exists in the real world between Chris Farley and David Spade. 
It is wonderful because of the Chippendales dancer. It is wonderful because of the Hollywood Minute. It is wonderful for all of the reasons that being, you know, 13 when Chris Farley invented, you know, came out with Matt Foley, the motivational yeah. speaker. So all yeah. of those things go into you. You're doing the dance. <laughs> It goes into all of the reasons that you and I love Tommy Boy. Now eliminate all that context. How and it's 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 an okay movie. It's it's I got you. it's like uh, what's like pick something that your that your dad told you that you absolutely must watch like a all time all time like like even Animal House. I enjoy Animal House. I don't love Animal House. I don't I don't I don't have that. Uh, you know, uh, coming of, coming of age feeling, and the other thing too is is we watched. I love Monty Python. I love uh, I love uh, some of the old like uh, Caddyshack and all of those. But part of the reason I love them is because I watch them with my dad. Animal House is very is is more of one of those movies. And part of the reason Animal House doesn't connect with me is because I didn't go to college, so I never ended up having that same experience. Whatever. So having those movies in reference to, you know, like uh, th- they remind me of my dad. And yeah. then you get your own movies where this is my humor and this doesn't have anything to do with my parents. This is me and my friends watching Farley and watching Spade and watching Tommy Boy six times on a weekend at the beach because the weather was so bad. Nobody wanted to go outside and we had a VHS copy of Tommy Boy. So we just put it on repeat and watched it again and again. Now, there's certain movies that overlap. But if you give a 30-something, a, a new, thir- a brand new 30-year-old, the movies of a brand new 40-year-old, there's going to be a disconnect, and you're going to dislike them because they didn't think they were as great as you did. And, and we're finding that. Like, okay. that's okay. just, just as, as, as a support to your argument, we're finding that. And I'll give you an example. I had her watch Groundhog Day yesterday. Yep. Nothing. Absolutely not, because Bill Murray, Bill Murray is, Bill Murray is almost a little too old for our generation, right? So for Mm -hmm. for our sweet spot, Bill Murray still belongs to my dad in a lot of ways, and and Rushmore Bill Murray probably belongs to us more than than Groundhog's Day Bill Murray, and now you have like uh like she might she goes oh the old guy from I don't even know what his latest movie is uh Lost in Translation like there's probably a Bill Murray movie that she likes, but she's not gonna watch Stripes, like. That's on the list, though. Ghostbusters <laughs> is on the list. And what about Bob? I'm, I, I, what about Bob must be watched. Sure. You, I think there are movies. I so first, yep. I agree with the with the statement that in context. Well, the other right? thing, the other thing too is comedy more than anything is so subjective by by that me- metric. Yeah, the yeah, I agree. The, the 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 references that come from it, but like you get a movie like What About Bob, right? Yeah. I think that what about Bob is more of a standalone movie for Bill Murray, sure. right? And Richard Dreyfus for that matter, where this is just a relationship between a therapist and this guy. Yeah. And it's so good. Um so anyway, yeah, but the the list. So Okay, let's hear it. I'll just run you through some. She loved Pretty Woman, first off. Like okay. Pretty Woman was a hit. Not but, a comedy. I mean it's funny, but it's not it's not a comedy. Do you call that a rom-com? Is that still a rom-com? I suppose comedy? it is. I suppose it is. It's not a straight comedy, but yeah, it's probably a rom-com. Goonies, she watched it once, didn't enjoy it a ton. Ooh, so here's here's my Goonies. Here's my Goonies story. Uh, I grew up watching Goonies, loving Goonies. I had a friend in high school who grew up watching and loving Stand By Me. I never mm-hmm. saw Stand By Me as a kid. He never saw Goonies as a kid. So the debate would go on in our group of friends where it was probably about 50-50, but other than he and I, everybody else had seen both movies. And you just yeah. latch onto one or the other. But he and I were the only two holdouts that was like, all right, well, now we just got to go watch him. So then he yeah. goes, two, two things at play. One, expect, expectations play very heavily on movies, right? You go in expecting something to be great. Or in this case, like, for four years, I told him how great Goonies was, and he told me how great Stand By Me is. So the expectations already are way too high for either movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then nostalgia plays such a heavy part in it where I've watched Goonies now as an adult. It was not as good as it was when I was a kid. 
but yeah. it was great because you know what's coming. It's like here comes the truffle shuffle, and you and you know every element. It's like the eye. As soon as he goes to pull off the eye patch, you know the reveal. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, I as an adult knowing it's coming and more entertained than that. But that's sort of goes really. Oh, oh, really? He I'm never even grew an eye socket. Give me a break. Like as an adult, your brain just processes these things differently. So, of course, what happens? He watches Goonies. He's like, that movie was terrible garbage. I watched Stand By Me. That movie was terrible garbage. Truth is, neither were as bad as we thought they were because our expectations were too high. The build-up is too much. Way too much. And both movies just, eh, they're okay. So, it, it was it was you're doomed from the beginning. See, I'll tell you what though. Steph is going to like the idea that you've already mentioned Stand By Me and Goonies in the same conversation because this was a conversation her and I had months ago she watched Stand By Me, right, after I gave her Goonies. So she's disappointed in me for Goonies and offering that as a suggestion, right? Then I said, well, go watch Stand By Me, right? She watches Stand By Me, loved it, okay. loved every bit of it. So, but I, I agree. Like, it, it is, you, like, you can't build it up too much. See, and here's here's one I'm gonna give you. the next movie. Because see, the thing you. is, I, I this would be my this would be my curiosity. Now you need to go find another 30 year old gal. Wait, no, yeah, go do that. <laughs> give her the same list, but have to stand by me first, then watch mm-hmm. Goonies. Have have the whatever the first movie is. She goes, well, that sucked, and then she goes, <laughs> well, if you thought that one, you need to try this one, and she's like, well, this is gonna be terrible. That may just be. That's how you get balance right there. It's, Life how, the world, balance. it's how the world works. Um, the next movie I'm going to give you, though, I believe is one of the movies that you could reference in the idea of what you were saying, where if you don't have the nuances of what where this came from, it's it, this is just stupid. Like, yeah. it's just a stupid movie. Spaceballs. Ooh. Like, if you don't, if yeah. you don't know, like, what Mel Brooks is doing here. Well, first... It, First of all, to enjoy Spaceballs properly, you probably need to have watched uh, every one of the Star Wars movies, Star Trek, Alien, uh, what other other references in there, anything with Joan Rivers. You'd have to know who Joan Rivers is because Joan Rivers, let's be honest, she's not that great. You need to watch the entire catalog of Mel Brooks films. Uh, what, would, what else is it? I, I think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids would need to be one too. So, you know, you understand Rick Moranis. The entire, in the entire police Academy franchise so that you can appreciate right. uh sound effect guy, uh, Michael Winslow. Is that right? Yeah. Check me on yep, that. Um, yeah. Like what? It's just I like that we can name drop this just so you know, like I'm, I'm enjoying the idea that we're, we're both capable of just we're the same age. Good, good actors from our time. Yes. I appreciate uh, and just it. and just John Candy, John Candy. So th- one of the movies that that popped into my head when you're saying this, it's like uh, the fat guy from Home Alone is not nearly as funny as John Candy in Home Alone. If you don't know who John Candy is, when he comes in, John Candy is trying to get in so many lines because he's like, he's like, dude, I, all right, I'm shoot for two days with with Catherine O'Hara from SCTV who you don't even realize at that moment will have one of the funniest television characters in the history of television with, yeah. with, uh, you know, the show that I'm talking about Shit's Creek. Uh, Creek yeah. but Absolutely. she has always played so, so often. She has played the straight man for so many people. So it's, her and her very good friend John Candy in the back of a moving truck, and he's just trying to make her laugh. I every and time I watch cool. that scene, I laugh harder and harder every time. And you, you like, I think of the great outdoors, and I think of, the, and it's just again, it's there's a confluence of things. It's all there, but he is the polka king, right? Yes, uh, he is uh, of the Midwest. <laughs> you know, he's the polka king of the Midwest. But like, I guarantee you, for my nephew who was watching Home Alone a hundred times, dude, all that goes over his head. He has no idea who the polka king. Hey, listen. The Boca King is greatness. And f- just for the sports reference, one of the greatest sports references uh, of all time is w- when you talk about Joe Montana being Joe Cool. Yep. And and they're driving down the field, and you've heard the story, and he just he looks in the huddle, and everybody in there is tense, and Joe Montana points and says, is that John Candy? <laughs> is that John Candy? It's greatness. <laughs> like, and then he goes on a Super Bowl-winning drive. And wins. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, but again. There's just pop culture just weaves itself in in so yeah. many facets. But the other thing, too, is like watching like a, a new movie, um, Space Jam. 
Did you watch the new Space Jam with your kids? I have not seen it yet, but I need to with the kiddos. I, I need to. And, and you absolutely need to watch it with the kids because if I watch that movie by myself, going the first Space Jam is great, I'm going to watch the second one. I would have, I would have like broken my TV or killed myself or both. I would have <laughs> might have killed myself with like a shard from my TV. I don't know. But I watched it with my uh, eight-year-old nephew and my 11-year-old niece and then my two four-year-olds. So I have four kids sitting there. Now, I think my wife had showed my kids the original Space Jam, and I know my niece and nephew had watched the original Space Jam with their folks. And so watching them crack up and where they cracked up at that movie was hysterical. And, okay. and, and so just like, I watch probably 75% of the movie, 25% of them. And that was like, that was one of the first movies where I was like, this wasn't made for me at all. And I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that as, as a point of, you know, as a point of reference, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, like this is stupid. It's not for me. This is stupid. They're laughing. It's not for me. I'm like, they don't, can I, I'm going to, this might be a spoiler. They don't even go to space. And nobody com- and nobody comes from space. There is no outer space in the entire movie of Space Jam Two. Now that would have okay. infuriated me. Guess who didn't care? Four, four, eight, eleven. Don't they don't? Care. Yeah, they don't. They, they don't. They don't need to. They, like, and they shouldn't care, right? Yep. That's that's not for them to care about. And I nobody knows it. that LeBron James has lost more championships than Jordan won. It's like nobody. Yeah. They, guess who doesn't care? Four, four, eight, eleven. Just it's yep. Yep. So there's going to there's going to be there's going to be and there's a weird there's a weird gap. Right. Like my, I don't know how old your parents were when when you were born, but my parents were 22 and 23, maybe 23 and 24 when I was born. And I was the fourth kid. I'm not. The, I'm the first. But yeah. Continue. OK. But the gap between my parents pop culture and my pop culture is slim. I was 35 when my kids were born, so there's a much wider gap between us. Now, that's not to say that I won't be able to relate to anything that they enjoy, which I think a lot of people think the further apart you are, the the more difficult it's going to be to relate to your kids. I don't think that's the case at all, because even some of the stuff that we watch now, like if you watch Bluey, it's an, no, it's an Australian dog family and they're little shorts and they're absolutely delightful and they're Australian. So now my, my children get upset and they go biscuits, which is <laughs> hilarious. And so now hey. I'm, I'm saying biscuits and we're doing, they, they, today is their fifth birthday and we are already connecting on a little pop culture thing right there. The, the, what's like going to happen is there's just going to be a gap on either side of my kids that I like, that I won't get at all. Like you can connect. I don't know. My dad's favorite band growing up was, I don't know, the, the Van Halen probably. And connect that to Nirvana is a lot easier than connecting it to, you know, uh, Chuck Berry. There's just, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's just going to be a significantly larger gap, but we also have the internet and we have all the things that can connect it. So it's, but that was, that's been the kind of the case with millennials as parents and as consumers and all of this, because you know, working on the radio side of things, I've kind of looked at these metrics. They say that the millennials weren't going to do any of the same things that the generation did before. That's why it was so disruptive to the economy. But what they're finding as millennials get older, they're doing all the same things just in a different order. So mm-hmm. our parents in Gen Z or, or for some people, the baby boomers, right? They uh, they went to high school, graduated from college, got a job, uh, got married had kids, bought a house, got a career, something, something like that. And for the millennials, they went to high school, went to college, got a job, hung out for a while, bought a house, then got a career. And now we're having kids. And so it's just, and, and maybe getting married. And so just everything's happening in a reverse order. So what happened is it stretched out that that window for, you know, for jewelers who are buying engagement rings and for, uh, for companies that make, you know, uh, I don't know, baby heroin or whatever. They just, there was a longer gap between the, the, the generations. So it just kind of spread everything out. Everybody's eventually going to do the same things because our lives are all basically predicated on human nature. We end up getting where our parents were. We just take a different path because the world's so different. It's not surprising. The sun comes up, the sun goes down, and it just kind of keeps going, right? Mm-hmm. 
going. Now, when you get older, you get more introspective. When you're young, you're 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 more uh, just reactionary. And you get older, you get a little more proactive. Then you get old enough, and you start wearing diapers again. It's it's all the same thing. I have a question for you. All right. I have a question. Being a homeowner, um, father of two, husband, have you set up any Christmas decorations in, on, or around your house yet? No. So today, but my wife, my wife puts me on a very, uh, I won't say strict schedule, but there, there are certain uh, checkpoints. So my wife, my wife, my wife actually enjoys the gap between Halloween and Christmas. Thank God. The first thing, the first thing that goes up is today we will pull out, we have a, it's a stocking post. So it was okay. something my wife found on um, Pinterest uh, a few years ago. And so, and I built it for her. So basically it is a sheet of probably two foot by two foot plywood square. Uh, okay. the, the bottom is entirely felt. The post is like a fence post that just attaches with a you know, few bolts through the bottom. Stands up perfectly vertical. It's got like a, kind of the knob you'd put on like the uh, the end of like a staircase or a banister or something. So it looks like the North Pole. What's that? Noodle post. Sure. Like that. We yeah. And then I sure. and then I put uh, hooks on it and we cover it with stockings. I did this when her folks came up. So there was like I don't know eight of us or whatever in the house. She didn't want to drill holes into the mantle, and we figured we're not in our forever home. So we, I built this thing, but what we decided to do when the kids were born was we used that to measure them on. So every year on their birthday, November 17th, we put that up and, and then we tick their height. And that way, if we move, we don't have to worry about the door frame and the whole thing. So we're, we've got that moving with us. So that'll be the first thing that goes up. Then the day after Thanksgiving, we put up the tree and the lights and then we fill it in until Christmas and we take it down sometime around St. Patrick's Day. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. And what are you going to do? And around St. Patrick's Day. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, and okay. So I, I, you know, through Box Dad and stuff like that, right? I, I made a news, I do a newsletter now. Oh, uh, look at you. Yeah, I know. Very fancy. I do a newsletter. But my last newsletter for November, what I did was I actually, I, I wrote out this thing uh, as I was traveling to one of my hunting destinations where I was talking about this concept that, you know, I, I, I was going to get to see an, an uncle that I hadn't hunted with for uh, since I was 14 years old and, and just being able to soak in those stories. That's 25 and, years, by the way. Don't, don't lie. Would you do that? That's just harsh. Because you tried to That's dodge harsh. it. You tried to dodge I it. Try. Yeah, you saw you're, how I did Because you're hanging out with 30-year-old TikTokers and you're trying to be <laughs> hip and cool. And when they listen to this, I need them to know that you're an old man. And you're a disgusting old pervert, and uh, they need to stay away from you. It's 25 years ago. <laughs> this guy. Um, that's too good. All right. And so in that, at the end of it, I had mentioned that, you know, we have the, the podcast coming up. And something that I wanted to bring up as a topic was how to not Christmas in November. Oh, right? there you go. Like, the acting, like, I don't. I don't get it. I, I I struggle with the November Christmas theme. Yeah. And as I say this, there will there we're, I'm gonna have to backtrack a little later on. But okay. this is something. It's a topic, right? Because well, I have the I, I have the solution to it. If you want it right now, I can give it to you. I think. Go ahead. I I want to hear it. It's simple. Better Thanksgiving music. I mean, there's no See, there's no reason. Give me a reason to celebrate Thanksgiving. I, you do it on the day. It's football, and it's there's the decorations are terrible for Thanksgiving. The the can, the I, music is terrible. I and you know what? Can we talk about that? We should. We should make like that should be at least a quarterly endeavor. Is just I roast a turkey, it. make some mashed potatoes, some stuffing, cranberry sauce. Oh, I went I went to uh, and here's another dumb thing that restaurants do. Mm. I'm not too mad. Went to a burger place. Uh, I'll, I'll even give them a shout out. 571 Burgers and Whiskey. Uh, 571 Stack Burgers and Whiskey. It's on the Vancouver waterfront. It's fantastic. Okay. But I went in like the first week of November and their burger of the month, the turkey burger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the turkey burger. It's a turkey burger with stuffing, mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, whatever. Mm -hmm. So do I. But I'm already getting turkey this month. 
Like, I know why you're, I understand why you're doing it. But see, it. I th- see what you're doing. this is the other thing that happens is people that don't like that dinner, they go, I'm not a, that big of a fan of turkey because there's too much pressure on it. It's the same thing we we're talking about with the movies. The expectation for Thanksgiving dinner is through the roof. Everything has mm-hmm. to be perfect. If the turkey's not perfect, if the if the stuffing's not exactly like grandma makes it every single year, she's been dead for a decade, guys. Give it up. <laughs> Nobody knows how to make it. We don't know what she put in it. The, yep. The, the, the expectation. Yeah. But if we all got a little bit better at roasting turkeys throughout the year, and it's like, this is good. Not as good as the one we had for, you know, July 25th or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could eat that meal uh, probably or once a month. I could eat it once a month. But, or, a, or a variation, of, a variation. Like, if you gave me, if, if I knew I was having the roast turkey, I would still order the turkey burger in March, and I would order, mm-hmm. order the turkey burger. And if you if I go into a place and they have a Thanksgiving sandwich with a little bit of cranberry sauce, cream cheese, even just cold-cut turkey, oh, dude, come on. I'm all Money, about it. Right? All about it. So this concept, though, that we need to start celebrating Christmas in November, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. As soon as we turn off Halloween, the Halloween lights are off and all of a sudden people are throwing up Christmas stuff. I'm walking through Home Depot and it's like, what the heck is going on? Like we just skip it. And then I see this calendar, right? Like this individual send me calendars and they illustrating how to celebrate Christmas properly. And what they've done is they've taken November 1st until Thanksgiving day, Christmas. Yep. Then it's Thanksgiving gets two days and then it's Christmas immediately after that. Until until and Christmas gets to normally go until December thirty first. Yeah, it does. It does. At least, I just don't know that we need to put all that into. And so I I I'm with you on this idea that the music isn't good enough for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is not pulling its weight. That's that's a thing. But you know who's not pulling their weight as an artist then is Mariah Carey. That's who's oh. not doing their thing. It's Mariah Carey's fault because she can't come out with a banger, yeah. right, for Christmas. And then we expect the same, like, that's, that's, it's Mariah Carey. Speaking that's of your gap I'm in pop culture, you just separated banger, which is a current phrase to describe a 20-year-old artist that hasn't had a hit in, in since 1997. See what you just did there? You pick up, did you pick up on that? It's Mariah Carey's fault, right? Because that's the most contemporary artist that you could think of. Like the She's the last all- the last person to make a good Christmas song was Mariah Carey. Pretty much, oh. that's how I feel. That's where I stand. Hey, you hey, you might be right for you know for us old guys. For us old guys. For us old guys. Well, and since Andy Williams, there hasn't been a great. So then, you rem- so we had Shane, uh, Liquid Shano yes. on our podcast, right? I uh, as we approached the. Uh, the, the 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 season as it were i'm just going to call it all the season it's, it's the holiday season the holiday season i uh in particular i wanted to do i wanted a new avatar graphic for my tiktok handle my instagram sure. handle and shane does those like okay. he creates them right and they're super cool he does a little artistry and as i was having mine done by him he had also announced that he was going to start doing for charity avatars that were christmas themed right and i said oh just throw a hat on that one that you made for me and that'll be my christmas theme I'll, and he's you know doing a charity give back thing it was really cool and so to at the beginning of this week i made my i posted my new avatar and i posted the christmas one oh after yeah after making the statement yeah. of not wanting to do the christmas thing in november i get i get texts from some of my followers and they're like what the heck traitor right they're just they're just they're railing me now i made the case last night in my life and this is the case that i made this was a this was all about i mean you could call it laziness you could also call it a time say i don't know you didn't want to change it twice thank you i'm with you thank you i didn't have to say it i had to explain it to them i was there i was like i don't want to do this thing twice and here's the thing we're talking about saving 30 seconds of my life. That's, that's, that's oh, no, 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 no. You have to, because now then you go, uh, when do I have to change it? You, what you did was you eliminated the worry that goes into If I just do it now, I don't have to worry about it. It's not that I don't have to do it later, it's that I don't have to worry about it until I do it. That's the trick. My followers are going to eat this up, though. <laughs> 
They're going to be like, no, no, no. Yeah. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. He's a traitor. So my wife so. sent me a calendar and we'll, we'll go out of town next week for Thanksgiving. We're going to go and uh, see her folks. And so we'll be, uh, we'll be down visiting with her family and spending time with her dad and her grandma and uncle and the whole thing. And, and this year we don't need to get into it, but it's, it's a very important visit for Christmas this year. But sure. here, here's what we have. So today is the girl's birthday. This weekend is a girl's birthday party. Then we go down to for Thanksgiving. We have another birthday party for the girls with my wife's family. Then we have Thanksgiving. We get back. It's the girls. I think we have their uh, five-year-old checkup. And then that weekend is my niece's birthday party. And it goes on like this up until Christmas Day. I have something. Now, it's there's obviously two birthdays right there, Thanksgiving. Both of my parents' birthdays are in early December, the 10th and the 11th, back-to-back days. And so, and my dad's turning 65 and my mom's going to be 64. So we've got, you know, now we have to celebrate their birthdays like their kids again, apparently. Cause it's like, well, we don't know how many more we have. It's like, shut up. All right. Hey, you made it. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. You made it. Yes. But there is, there is a stretch where every single day I'm doing something. It's the, the second that I get off work, I am now just completely engulfed in the holiday season. Dude, if you start, if that starts creeping before the girl's birthday, yeah, no, that's that's where it is. So, so part of part of it is we're we're lucky that we had the kids in November because it kind of yeah. forces us never to let Christmas intersect. So we have we have my wife's birthday is mid October, that opens us up to Halloween, and then between Halloween and then it's just a run up to the birth the kid's birthday, and then Thanksgiving gets its uh, due, uh, you know, it's it's due. <laughs> Yeah, the, yeah. The, the proper amount of pomp and circumstance that it's afforded itself. We will watch football. We will eat turkey. We'll have a great time. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just cram all our Christmas into, you know, a terrible month of nonstop joy and uh, and festivities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I uh, – just the whole thing. It's, it's a, lot. a lot. It's a, it's a lot. lot. Well, and the, the other thing too is, and and you know this, it's it's as soon the second you have kids, you just realize how much time you had, and how much time you wasted. Because holy cow, like you look at it like, oh, kids suck up all your time. No, they don't. You just no. wasted all your time before. You're like, yeah. could I just get a day where I could just sit there and do nothing? No, you can't. That's an unrealistic well, expectation that yeah. you, that you exactly. that you somehow put in your mind that like, I'm just not gonna go to work today because I don't feel like it, and I'm just gonna sit here and just watch the Goonies and Stand by Me and Pretty Woman and your whole list of movies, and I, yeah, like. Yeah, that's, distinguished. That's how, distinguished. but that's how we know we're millennials. Is we wasted a lot of time, and we're Ample lucky to do so. Time. But yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And, and the funny thing is, I think sometimes we blame we blame our, our our the time waste right that we that we waste on things that we pretend like we don't understand, but we totally get it. Oh, yeah. Like, like, and, and it, TikTok is an example. <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> We, we we get it. We don't need to do that. Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. It's, yeah. it's just part of it. It's just part of it. So here's, um, here's my other holiday question for you. Is no. with kids, how much do you and or their mom try to force family traditions? Like we need to make this stick. Because that's what we run into at my house, which is, well, it, let's do this so we can do it every year and make it a thing. And now it's a, you know, so how much of it is kind of strong arming traditions in? Sure. The way I would answer that is when they're younger, mm-hmm. right? Like in, in your daughter's age at that four and five, they, trying to, trying to get traditions in, right? Yep. You're, like, I think that's, that's, you're trying to plant seeds of tradition that will that will continue down the road. If I'm a hundred percent honest, by the time they get to about eight to ten, that we just throw it to the wind and it is what it is. If, if it's important to them, they'll make it happen. Because that's that's exactly. Ex- that's exactly the moment that I'm waiting for, where I can go. All right, well, honey, it's off. We'll it's it's off of our plate. If they want to do it, we'll do it. Absolutely, and and like I think I would look at like an example of that would be. 
in the lead up to like for Thanksgiving holiday season, right? I, I really enjoyed cooking Turkey. I enjoy the process and I like the way I do the Turkey. Like I just, I like the way I do the Turkey and that's it. I haven't done that Turkey in at least three or four years now. And it just, it just kind of stopped. It just, it, and it's just, if the kids came to me and said, Hey dad, we want you to make Turkey. This year, I'm down to make that Turkey. We'll get back on that track. Yeah. But in the meantime, I just, it just go with the flow. The holiday season, it's just trying to force things during the holiday season. Just, I think it adds that stress. Yeah. Like that, that anxiety. We have to make this perfect. We need to make it look a feel appear perfect for them. Their experience is going to be great. We build that up as parents in our own mind and put that on ourselves. There was a great, uh, great piece of advice that came across, I think my wife's Facebook or something that we got, but the question of, and if there's any children listening to this podcast, now would be a great time to go get a fresh hot cocoa and return in just a Mm -hmm. moment. The Santa question, Mm. how you handle that when your kids start asking whether or not Santa is real. And the response, this is the first time I've ever heard one that I'm going to use. I guarantee I'm very I, I want to hear it because you're right. Uh, you're right in that. You're right in that zone, aren't you? Oh yeah. I'm uh, like, I don't understand how they don't know yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, so when they come up and go, is Santa real? Go, do you like getting presents from Santa? Yes. Then you should believe in Santa. It's solid. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. I had, have a nice day. Do you, do you believe in Santa? Then he'll bring you presents. If you don't believe in Santa, he won't bring you presents. Do you believe in Santa? Oh, you do? See you later. So I had, so in the con, so you have daughters, twins, same age. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Both of my twins are the same age. As I said that out loud, I was like, that's a redundant statement. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But like my favorite dad joke is people go, are they twins? I go, yes, both of them. It's my favorite. (laughs) It's just the dumbest thing. So you're, you're fine. And I can't stop doing it. And I know it's stupid. And I'm you're sure gonna my, do it, you're going to do it until you're dead. Yeah, always. Are they twins? Yep, just turned 40, both of them. Okay, so when you have two kids that are offset in age, meaning that you would have one that would likely figure this out before the other, how do you approach that? I have, I similar, I think I read it on Facebook and it was this concept that what you do is you 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 present it as the idea of kindness, the gift, the the active oh, gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, screw that. No, no, you do the same thing. So <laughs> so your eleven year old comes up to you and goes, goes, I'm pretty sure Santa's not not real. And you go, if you believe in Santa, Santa will bring you presents. And then and then when the eight year old starts getting into it, then you don't even have to have that conversation. They go to their older sister and go. Oh, I don't know if I believe in Santa. Well, mom says if you don't believe, you don't get presents. So don't let her know. And then they get a bonding moment. It might even be better when you have kids that are different ages because now it's they can so- work together. Yeah, it's come so- on. The, the, th- the yeah. thing is, the more often, and, and again, same age, uh, maybe maybe it's a little bit different. But the more often you let your kids team up and work together on something, the better it mm-hmm. is for them as people. Now, Mm-hmm. Both my kids could end up being serial killers. So take the advice with the kernel. Uh, it's still. Yeah, whatever. But at least so far, letting them figure it out has been way more of my parenting arsenal than I ever expected it to be. Like, I thought I'd be mixing it up and getting in there with mm-hmm. absolutely everything they do. I told them to figure it out on a Lego question the other day. I didn't think I would ever do that as a parent. Like Legos, let me get in there and let's play some Lego. Right. I will build the crap yeah. out of this oh, thing. Oh yeah. But I'm like, I was actually like, you're you're doing a better job than I expected. Let's I want to see where this goes. Like that has been the the revelation as a parent. I kind of want to see where this goes. I've I broke up, I think the first shouting match between my kids just the other day because one of them shouted at her sister, I'm going to punch you in the face. (laughs) And I ran, they were upstairs and I was downstairs. I ran upstairs half hoping to kind of see what her right cross looked like. I just, I didn't didn't 100% want to see it, but at least 50% of me was like, maybe I'll be too late. Like, maybe. 
You know what? Hey, this shouldn't be on the floor. I'll just pick that up on my way. I could have ran over it. It's just a dish towel or something. I could have, but I was like, ah, I've got time to pick it up. I definitely did not run as fast as I should have to get there. But it, it, what are the chances? What are the chances a five-year-old could break another five-year-old's nose? First of all, everything's a little bit more resilient as a five-year-old, right? So you, I imagine, I imagine as a five-year-old, I have not tested this, so don't write a letter. Imagine a five-year-old could take a punch uh, pretty well, and from, another five. from yeah, and from another five-year-old, they're not swinging that hard. Like I, I've seen some of the wipeouts they have, and I'm like, oh, she's not getting up from that, and they do every time, almost right. every time. So, anyway, um, question for you because you have kids of of younger age than mine by a little bit. Um, do you do Elf on the Shelf? No, we have not done Elf on the Shelf. And I don't. I, I think we've missed our opportunity if we were going to start it because now they're too aware of everything. So, yeah, never did it, never started. Congratulations, just so you know. <laughs> like, I just, like, just straight away, congratulations on your victory. Take a lap, sir, because here we are. That, I don't understand how this, this, this crap, I'm going to call it crap. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, like, it, it starts on November 1st. And it's because, like, it's it's a it's a problem. It's a serious problem. This elf on the shelf. Why would parents add more responsibility to an already stressful and anxiety-ridden time? Why would what human came up with that? Like, I'm going I'm de- to create like, something. And and now tell me tell me how wrong I'm about this. Uh, I'm going to create something that my kids are going to pay as close attention to as they do anything in their entire lives. And one single solitary slip up will get me and the entire Christmas season in trouble. In trouble or, or in question at very minimum. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's in, it becomes questionable, right? Even, even if you do everything perfect, it still is a lot more work. But if you make one slight error, now you've just, you've basically just buried yourself in it. And the thing is, right, even, even if. Like, let's say hypothetically, you're not a November 1st Christmas person. You are a, you know, day after Thanksgiving Christmas person. As you should you're be. Still, as you should be. You're still committing to 30 days of creativity to come up with stupid crap that this elf is going to do and make a mess in your own house that you're going to clean up. Your kids aren't going to clean up the little droplets of, of, uh, of chocolate chips that look like the, the the elf took a crap across your freaking counter, right? Is that a like, thing? Oh, it's a total thing. It's a total thing. What's that, that on the thing? It's elf point, shit, but it tastes like chocolate. So exactly, like nobody's cleaning this up. Like all of a sudden, there's Q-tips and cotton balls because the elf wanted to get creative and make a snow village the same way as Buddy the Elf did in in the movie Elf. Like it's it's absolutely insane. Like, and I don't understand why we did that to ourselves as parents. Yeah. Like why? And it's, you know what it is? It's that freaking consumer market. <laughs> we, buy all, we all buy into it. We so, all buy into it. So th- th- this year I'm a little worried. So I don't know if you know how the toy stores operate, but I mean, the, uh, well, I'll explain. Like you get- Toys R Us? I mean, they don't exist anymore, but... Well, actually, they're part of Macy's. I seen it in my uh, my Macy's mailer the other day. So Toys R Us, the brand still exists. So once upon a time, they would put all of the Saturday morning cartoons would be flooded with the hottest Christmas gift that there was, right? Sure. Every, everybody wanted the whatever it was, the Tickle Me Elmo, the whatever. Tickle Me Elmo's, yeah. We all know the story, right? So they, they create all of this buzz for a toy. Then all of the toy stores would somehow have a short supply of it. So then you go in racing, creating the pandemonium that is, I need to get this because I promised my kid I would get it. So then you go in. But stop. It's Santa. That, like, it's Santa. It, 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 it's not like you yeah. didn't like. Oh. But th- this is. Anyway. So there, 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 was, there was a story written about this a few years ago. So then everybody goes into the toy store and you can't find the Tickle Me box dad right so what what are you gonna do so now you have to get something for them to open on christmas day because you can't find that toy and now it has to be something more expensive because they're expecting this one gift so now you have to go not only do you have to get something to replace the thing that they really want you have to go over the top because you're in the toy store paying the monies for it so now you've overspent and 
they're still going to want that crap that you promised them. And you mm-hmm. tell them on Christmas Day, it'll be in stock in mid-January. We'll go get it. So now you make another trip to the toy store, this time with the kid in tow. And are you leaving there mm-hmm. with just that thing? No, because you need to make them happy. So now you need to fill in. And this isn't like, this isn't somebody's theory on it. This is the actual, we went back and talked to industry insiders. This is the effing playbook for this thing. <laughs> And that was, well, it was, it was very well known within the industry. Everybody was doing the same thing and they were all working together. The manufacturers, the marketing, the Santa Claus at the mall. And yeah, it, it, it's a whole thing. So now my wife goes, my wife goes, here's the mailer circle what you want and we'll make your, cause they don't write yet. Right. They don't quite, they can read a few sight words and they can write their names. But they haven't started kindergarten yet, so they're just circling these things and putting them down. And now they go, we didn't do this last year. How did Santa know we wanted scooters? So we've stepped in it. We've stepped yeah. in it already. Yeah. And and you're going to continue to. Oh, yeah. Back to the uh, the concept that the, the item that would replace the Tickle Me Elmo, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the replacement item is a level up. It sure. needs to be a level up. Or and, more, or more things. This needs to be like, well, yeah, well, that's only one thing, and I'm gonna get, you, I'm still gonna get you that. But look, I there's 30 presents under the tree for you. Next thing you know, the kid's gonna be like 20 years old. They wanted, you know, a PS4, or, you know, some sort of gaming system. You couldn't get it, and so what you end up getting them is a Chrysler like 300X, right, with a bow on it. Yeah, it's, it's a Lexus commercial. That's exactly what yeah. it is. All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, now here's your Lexus. Do you know any human being no, that God, has no. ever gotten a vehicle no. for Christmas? I don't know that person. I don't know if that's a like a wealth bracket that I'm not living if, in. If I bought my wife a car, right? she'd be like, she'd be like, what the hell are you doing, you moron? First of all, wrong color. Second of all, where's the sunroof? Third of all, and then it's like t- like you were Is busy, you were busy for three days negotiating the best price that you could get at a dealership, and you still got four point nine nine percent financing. Oh, you paid cash? Fantastic, good. What are we like? <laughs> what else are we getting then? Yeah, so if you, you can pay cash for a Lexus, you already have one. Yeah, right. Get the hell out of here. And you and you certainly didn't need the commercial with the bow on the on the on the, yeah. the car to prompt you to go get one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't your Oh, this is my sign. I need to get that new Lexus upgraded. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's a December to remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's a December wow. to remember. Wow. Over and over. Whatever. It's a December to remember. I love the tagline. That you yeah. Remember that. Well, it's, but it's what I'm here for. Uh, what was your favorite family tradition growing up for Christmas? Favorite family tradition growing up? Uh, I would say the way that we split up the 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 Christmases between uh, my mom's side of the family and dad's side of the family. Um, just the way that, uh, so a lot of times dad's side of the family would come over on Christmas Eve. Mom's side of the family was Christmas Day. And I enjoyed that because no matter what, and mind you, so my, my father is one of four uh, five. My mother is one of four. And so, and each of those have two to three kids, yep. you know, so I have lots of cousins. Lot, and so in that, in that space, you're getting a good number of presents on Christmas Eve. You're getting a good number of presents on Christmas day. I enjoyed that part of it. Um, and, and it would always rotate between houses a lot of times. Um, at least on my mom's side, on the dad's side, it was always at our house. So I enjoyed that part of it because, you know, there was always, typically it was like a ham on Christmas. Um, sorry. Unbelievable. Jesus guy. Just Bush League. Um, I would have to, uh, well, we would have uh, Christmas ham on Christmas Eve, turkey on Christmas Day. That was pretty typical. And I liked that it was never the same meal twice. That was that was nice. I enjoyed that quite a bit. So yeah. yeah. But so what I'm that, hearing, what I'm hearing, if if I'm hearing correctly, is just getting together with family. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I enjoy that. I I enjoy that part quite a bit. You know. Um, it wasn't it that time you got the Lexus. It wasn't. Time. No. It wasn't, wasn't the do Lexus. You, do you even remember okay. the best Christmas present you ever got? Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, I can tell you. You want to know? Yeah. It. I've. T- 
I've told stories on TikTok about this. Oh, this is this. Well, sorry this to make it TikTok. double back. Oh no, not at all. No, this this is not. This, I love this story. Uh, okay, so the uh, so I am right around seven or eight years old, and I'm born in '82. So this is '89. 90 ish 88 to 90 uh and my parents get me a uh, a big old boom box right for for christmas or, or santa, well let me rephrase that santa got me the boom yeah, box yeah. i i learned about santa at the age of five just by sneaking out of my door and looking at what yeah. dad was doing sure right okay so I get this boom box, act surprised like I knew it was from Santa, yada, yada, yada. Uh, my parents only got me one cassette. And I say cassette, right? I got one cassette. And I want you to just take a quick guess as to which, what it might have been. Oh, boy. Um... Know, that, know that it was very relevant at the moment that, Ooh, like that's, so that was this, actually going to be my question was did they get something they liked that they thought you would like or did they get something that was current okay um, something that was at that moment I, for sure i hope i hope it's appetite for destruction it is not oh, okay it, it was george michael's faith <laughs> yeah it, it was. was so good it was so good oh I, dang it I that freaking cassette from morning until night, constantly, I'd be in my room just having a blast. There is a picture of me in skinny, skinny white legs, tall, tall ankle or tall, you know, socks, calf yeah. sock, yep. right? With the bands. I believe they had bands, oh, like sure. colored bands on them, because why wouldn't you do that? Uh, but the, the shirt is like a, a, it's a black, but it's, it's tie dyed out, right? And I'm sitting there just dancing, and it is it is an excellent epic picture. I actually, in the move to this house, I uh, I did a whole picture thing with the with the group on on TikTok, and I just go through and I was showing them pictures, and that was one that came up. The George Michael Faith cassette was just life changing for me. Was personally. that your first I... cassette? Oh yeah, nice. Oh yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely. What about you? What's your favorite? What was your favorite as a kid? Oh, so the <laughs> the the tradition was we went to my grandma's house on my mom's side of the family for Christmas Eve every year. And it was my mom had nine kids in her family. And so in my generation, uh, somewhere around 40. And, and now, I mean, th this went the last one that we did was the Christmas Eve before um, my grandma passed away at 93 years old. So we did this for a very long time, but um, at the last one, the twins were there, and I think it, I think they made they might have made it to two uh, Christmas Eves at my grandma's house. But there's like fifty some great grandkids at, at a certain point. So I mean, this was a big big uh, that's par a, that's party. Production. Yeah, but it's, it's funny because you you said it, you were seven or eight, whatever. But it's like every year just kind of blended together. But you know, like when we got to be teenagers, we always did these white elephant gifts, and it would be just kind of random things. And like one year, I was I don't know late teens, early twenties, and I just we stopped by Safeway or something on the way up there, and I bought a crab from the seafood section, and then wrapped it in the car and threw it in the fridge, and I brought it out. And my cousin opens it up, and she's allergic to shellfish. And she's like, oh, I can't get this. But I just remember the proudest moment that you had as a white elephant gift giver was when grandma would get up out of her chair, walk across the room and steal the present. The rule was it can be stolen three times. But the unspoken rule was if grandma takes it, it's grandma and everybody else can shove off. And so she got up, walked over, took the crab. So the first person picked it because it was like, what the hell did he have in the refrigerator? And... <laughs> And I think I, I can't remember if that was the same year that I had wrapping paper. And my my grandma was very Catholic, but I got this wrapping paper that was uh, Jesus on the crucifix wrapped in Christmas lights. All different things. Say they all blend together. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, my grandma goes over and steals a crab, and the next day she she had crab, and she invited me over, and I couldn't make it because it was, or it was like the day after Christmas she cooked it up. But yeah, it's I just awesome. remember how happy she was about that. But yeah, just like every year, it was something else. Uh, and and the tradition was that when we were kids, one of our uncles would dress up as Santa Claus. So 
we would go and we'd have uh, a huge dinner at like one o'clock in the afternoon, as you do on Christmas Eve. And we then it, and time does not exist on that day. Totally. There's no kids would go to the basement. Parents would sit around the living room. Little kids would go in and entertain uh, all the parents in the, in the living room, whatever. Yep. And they're, the house is big enough that people could spread out, whatever. So then everybody would get back together and we would uh, say the rosary uh, to stick with the Catholic faith. So everybody would gather around the living room and all the kids, you could just see them squirming and they would just get so fucking excited. Cause as soon as the rosary was over, one of He's the, un- one of the uncles would show up dressed in a Santa suit and the, my grandma and like the aunts and everybody always made sure there was at least one present for every kid under like 16 or under 18 or whatever it was in Santa's bag, which when we were kids was like a hefty trash bag. And the suit was just terrible, and you could totally tell who it was. And like one yeah. year, one year, Uncle Tom shows up, and he's got a bottle of Jack Daniels hanging out of the the belt of the thing, and he picks up my brother and throws him over his shoulder and tries to hang on to him, but he falls into the Christmas tree. It was just, it was just yeah. white trash disaster Santa moment, wow. and it was fantastic. And so then, as we got to be older, then because there's so many people in the family that we get to be in our 20s or whatever. So now me and my brother start being Santa and then me and my, uh, then it's like my younger cousins start being Santa. And now that once, once you have little kids, you're out cause you can't ruin it for them. Yeah. Right. So for the last, I guess, I think it was two, maybe, yeah, it's at least two Christmases that my kids were there for it. But you know, you don't want them to be like, Oh, Papa, you're Santa. Nope. Nope. You know, so it was always, it was always incognito and there's always enough people. And then, my grandma went into hospice care and the house got sold and she passed away not long. Uh, she passed away before Christmas. And I remember it being one of those things that it was kind of poetry because it was like she never missed a, she never missed a Christmas Eve. And so she passed away between a Christmas party that we had like two weeks before Christmas and before Christmas. But she never missed a Christmas Eve at her house my whole life. So that was always my favorite. And uh, But it's just, get, you know, getting the family together is, is always the best thing you can do. So all of these, if you're a new parent, all these things you do to force these traditions and these things that you're going to remember, you just, just get get as many people, family and friends together as you can. And that's what people are going to remember, at least if, if you and I are any example of it. But that's, I think, the Absolutely. best you can do. That's the formidable stuff, right? Yep. The formidable men. Yep. And, and you know, for a lot of us, too, I mean, that was the only time that I seen a lot of my cousins, you know, was at Christmas and not everybody, oh, yeah. made, not everybody made it every year. But it was one of those things when, you know, we're at the memorial service for my grandma and everybody's talking about it. It was it was Christmas Eve that everybody, everybody made it to at least enough times in, in their lives to to have, you know, a dozen stories yeah. or more. So anyways. That's awesome. Anyways, I, I cannot remember a Christmas present that I got though. Like, I mean, there was there's presents that I remember, but I don't remember the one thing that was always like, like I loved Legos, whatever. But the 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 commonality was when I got to be probably like nine or ten is every year it was puzzles, and I'd always get like you know those um, like the cast iron puzzles where you'll have to like somehow figure out how to get the ring off of it where it's just a twist the twisted metal ones or like the wood block ones but i think intellectual puzzles yeah i think my parents just got those to me because it was a way to shut me up like it would like the rest of christmas i would just sit there and try to figure them out like it took me a day to figure out the rubik's cube after i got it for christmas and yeah one of those yeah, I, I never I never got to be like speed guy. I could, I, if you gave me a Rubik's cube right now, I could figure it out. Like if I walk into a room and I see one, I always like I'm like I I still know how to do it. And so yeah, I, but my favorite thing to do is I'll go into somebody's office and they'll have an unsolved Rubik's cube sitting there, and I'll just solve it and then set it back and then leave and not, not tell anybody that I did it. So yeah, it's but like my nephew, he got one, and every time he sees me, he won't let me teach him how to do it, but he'll let me solve it, and then. I'll always leave like like one twist and I'm like, I can't figure it out. I'll hand it back to him and then he just does the twist. He's like, oh. So he gets all he gets all excited. But but yeah, that's what my parents always got me was just yeah, a bunch of little puzzles and that was always like the all right, let's let's get this guy to shut up. And what would happen is I would I get like five of those, like the twisted metal ones, right? For example. And I would get one and I would try to figure it out. And then my brothers would all pick up one and my sister or whatever. And I'd figure the one out and then everybody else would like have given up on theirs. So we'd rotate them around and then I'd solve the next one. And it was like, that was the timer. And nobody, like every once in a while somebody else would figure one out. But yeah, I just sat, I was, I was determined to figure them all out by the end of the day. It's awesome that you can figure those out. First cassette tape though. First cassette tape. 
was uh, it? Billy Joel, Innocent Man. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. These are like classic stuff right there. Yeah. yeah. Ro- we, we did road trips. We drive up to Port Angeles. My dad's family was in Port Angeles and we drive up and one year we all had Walkman since we t- stopped at like the gas station. And it was like, all right, everybody can pick out a tape. And yeah, I bought Billy Joel, Innocent Man. And I still love it to this day. My favorite, favorite Billy Joel album. You don't like Billy. I love Billy oh. Joel. I, that's, that's the best one. You can, you can argue until you're blue in the face, but that's it for me. So. Absolutely. I dig it. I dig it. Well, All right, man. I think we did it. I think that's how to Christmas. I think it's how to, or how not to Christmas in November. Well, right? how, to, how to Christmas properly. Yeah. How to like, just keep it simple. Yeah. Keep day. it simple. <laughs> stupid. So. Don't, don't spread it out for two months. Yeah. Well, if you're going to spread it out for two months, spread it out. The, the other thing that I've noticed is for Halloween, people are just getting the led Christmas lights that you can change the color. And they just put up their mm-hmm. Christmas lights and then make them all orange and purple. <laughs> and then, and then the next day it's just push a button. And now they're green and red. So part of it is ease of use. Oh sure. So I mean, you, you're getting to that level, right? Yeah. If you're not, if you're not Clark Griswold at this point, you're doing, you're doing just fine. Yeah. You're doing just. That's that's how I feel about it. Shitter's so. full. <laughs> Shitter's full. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, oh, there, there's one. There's one that we haven't properly Christmas yet. Favorite Christmas movie. Mine. Yeah. Is are there any Christmas movies on that list you gave your friend? No, not off the top. No, we didn't give any. No, we didn't do any Christmas. I don't. No, 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 no. None of these are. But if I were to like, mine is like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is way up there. Christmas Story is way up there. But that one has always been more nostalgia at this point. Yeah, it's not that I I love the movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna like love the movie. But I can still watch home alone <laughs> over and over and over again and now the kids like yep. you watch that movie with the kids and like that's one that they can that get one on holds up with. that one holds yeah. up man yeah the kids holds, holds it just fine okay so yeah i think that's kind of where i'm at i go one and two are national lampoons and and home alone because of the kids and it can go back and forth yeah with Christmas story pulling up number three at some point. All right. Uh, I would probably throw it's a wonderful life somewhere in there. Cause those okay. three, those three are tough. I will tell you the one that's off the board that most people don't really like. You ever watch family stone? I've heard of that movie, but I watch, don't watch that one. Report back on me. Let me know how that one is, but that's uh, it's the, it's Sarah Jessica Parker, Luke Wilson's in it. Uh, uh, coach. Um, yeah, Diane Keaton. Uh, it's a good cast. Rachel McAdams is in there. Um, but okay. it's, it's a whole family getting together for Christmas and everybody's lives are, uh, in very different places, but it's all, it's, it's the adult children coming back home for Christmas. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a movie. It's a good movie, but it's, it's, it's a good, uh, it has good Christmas feels about it. So give, give that one a try. It's off the board and I won't, I won't, I won't put it in my top. It might go in the top five. It's definitely in the top ten, but that's one that's that's not within the wheelhouse of the one. The three that you mentioned, of course, every year. Elf you could throw in there is a pretty good watch. Um, Which isn't that impressive? I think also that that like like as far as uh, like the Elf the movie, it is is it is that good that it it competes with other Christmas movies because I, I can't name another Christmas movie that's been made that recent that that holds up in yeah, but in that's that. probably ten years old, man. Let's not. Hmm. <laughs> not a new movie. It's it's a newer movie. It's newer. <laughs> I'll give you that. But it came out on DVD first and not VHS. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that, but but guess what? Your kids will never buy a DVD, homie. Yeah. How many DVDs does your daughter own? How many DVDs does your son own? None. Yeah. DVDs are old. They're old fashioned. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, there you go. You feel better now? Because we can do the same thing if we go. If you tell your kids the the story of you buying your first cassette tape, they're going to be, all right, whatever. They're, you can tell them the first story of you buying your first CD. They're going to do the same thing. <laughs> Generation stuff. It's, it's insane. <laughs> Darn technology moving so fast. That it, That's the problem. All right. right, there it is. How to Christmas. How to Christmas podcast. Uh, I hate to tell you, buddy. We just did it in November. We did our Christmas <laughs> 
We did, we did our, and it's your fault. It's your fault. I would have been very happy to suggest that as our December podcast. On you, well, we just did a well, Christmas well, podcast in November. You idiot. We're moving on to Easter come December. That's where I'm at. Oh, hey, don't forget about Flag Day. Is that, bet- is that before Easter? I don't even know when Flag Day is. That might be June. What's a good one? President's Day? Oh. President's Day. Something like that. All right. That's it. If you want more of the uh, how-to podcast, uh, it's everywhere. It's on Odyssey. It's on iTunes. It's on all the places. I'm sure the links are on uh, Ben's TikTok. Where do people follow you if this is the first way they've been exposed to you? If, if this is the first that they've been exposed to me, that's shocking because and impressive. That, like, well, that's, I, I like maybe that. somebody um, that likes me is listening to this and they they accidentally they meant to download the same like, saint. Oh, he's something. kind of funny. This this, yeah. this box dad guy is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, my handle is the box at the box dad on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, you can find me also um, on this podcast, and I run around and I do newsletters and stuff, but. Uh, catch me in a live and uh, we'll have some fun on TikTok. And if so you need to get your house painted, he's your guy. Box painting. Absolutely. There Paint shortage is out. Make Ew, sure. It, nice. We're, we're still, well, we, we mean out like we're still waiting on paint for things. So. Oh, yeah. So to plan, plan early. Now's a good time to plan for the spring if you're painting your exterior. Yeah. It is that way this year. So All right. be ready Sound, for it. Folks. Sounds good. And of course, uh, if you uh, have never listened to my radio show Saturday mornings on 1080, the fan is the center and the saint, uh, or I'm terrible at all my social media stuff. So that's how you follow me and this podcast, of course. All right, Ben, always a pleasure talking to you. I'm going to hang up uh, at least the recording now, and we can continue to chat about other things that are not appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. We'll do the X-rated version next time. Everybody have a great day. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.